Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you've just clicked the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the BlogTalkRadio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Oh, need a minute to get something to write with? But don't worry, I'll give the number again right after the commentary. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I want to take a moment to talk to you about a heinous crime against humanity that plagues our nation. And yes, believe it or not, communities just like yours. Here's something you can do today to lend your support in the fight against human trafficking, also known as modern slavery. For example, Tanya was only 11 when she was forced to use her body for her own survival and the perverse desires of others. Now 18, Tanya knows no other life. She can't even remember when she was able to choose how she wanted to dress. Tanya dreams of being a teacher one day, and with the help of Bridge to Freedom programs and your support, they can empower her and others like her to move from surviving to thriving. You can make a huge difference in the life of a survivor this year through your support and donations to Bridge to Freedom Foundation. Bridge to Freedom is a nonprofit organization that provides aid to survivors of slavery who now live in the U.S., such as former child soldiers and victims of sex trafficking and forced labor. The cornerstone of Bridge to Freedom's work is personal and professional development to help survivors adapt and thrive in their new lives and communities and find work to support themselves. The Bridge to Freedom Foundation needs your support to help people just like Tanya. They need your urgent action to ensure that they can continue to provide clothing and health and beauty services to these survivors. These are not only important for rebuilding self-esteem, but are crucial to finding employment. 
They're also in great need of storage containers and clothing racks to organize and store donations. While donations of needed items are vital, one sure thing that will help to stop the spread of this injustice and prevent it from thriving undetected is educating yourselves about human trafficking or slavery and knowing the signs and the proper authorities to contact if you become aware of a victim in crisis. Find out more at BridgeToFreedomFoundation.org or if you have a reason to suspect that someone may be a victim of human trafficking, please call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center hotline on 1-888-373-7888. Multilingual call specialists are on standby 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All calls are confidential. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. And if you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk to you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio. And you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. Tonight, from filmmaker Stafford U. Bailey, who directed such critically acclaimed documentaries as A Laugh, A Tear, The Other Side of Victory, and The Black Road to Hollywood, comes Blacks Without Borders an emotional story about hardship, sacrifice, and great rewards. This film plunges into the lives of a group of African Americans who've come to South Africa to find the American dream. These expatriates have discovered that America is not the only land of opportunity. The boundaries that many of them have faced in the United States don't exist in South Africa. Everyone knows the deplorable conditions in parts of Africa, but this film captures the wonderful lifestyle of South Africa has to offer. The film follows these modern-day globetrotters all over the country and their tour their amazing homes from an 11,000-square-foot house that overlooks the Indian Ocean to a 35,000-square-foot mansion that sits on 700 acres. This film is funny, heartwarming, and passionate, and it will take you by surprise and leave you deeply moved and may even wake up some lost passion of leaving your nine-to-five and pursuing your dreams. Stafford Bailey, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm thanking you for being here, and I'm thanking you mostly for making this film. You know, and let me tell you a little measure of truth right here. I've been riding my South African high this whole weekend, and it's not because of the World Cup, but it's because of the message and the knowledge and the wisdom that this film has been able to share. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we, I mean, that's, that was the intention of the movie, because when it comes to negative stories about Africa, the U.S. leads the way and, and Germany's number two. So unfortunately, most people in this country, when it comes to Africa, they have a negative connotation about it. And when we, we did this film to show people in this country that there is more to Africa than what you've been seeing. Africa has, is, a, is a wonderful place. Yes, it has its problems, but so does the U.S. I mean, I always tell people, look at it, look at it this way. If all, we get all these foreigners that are coming to this country every year, if all they saw or heard or read was negative stories about America, you think they would be coming here in the way that, in the in the in the, um, in the growth that they're coming? No. And it's the same thing with Africa. Yes, Africa has its problems like any other city, but that's not the whole story. And we wanted to show with this documentary that there was another side, a more of a balanced picture of it. And and that's what we set out to do, and um, hopefully we accomplished that. Wow, that's great, Stafford. Now, tell me, how did you first discover or hear about some of the success stories of African Americans portrayed in this film? Well, when I, I for my, I'm a filmmaker, and I travel, I travel around a lot, and I meet people both internationally and, and domestic, domestically as well, and they were telling me about these. African Americans that are living in these African countries, specifically 
um, Ghana and South Africa that were doing incredible things. And I was like, really? What about apartheid? And they were like, you know, well, since, since apartheid fell, I mean, they've been doing, they're, they're doing some incredible things. And so I heard that from, uh, from more than one person who, who, um, who were African American and did international travel. And then you speak to some person and another person, they say, yeah, I have a friend who lives in South Africa and they're doing this. I have another friend in South Africa and they're doing this. So that, you know, as a filmmaker, that intrigued me. So I started emailing people and then I found one person and then another person, another person, another wow. person. And then it just, the, the list just kept growing. I couldn't believe that there were this many African Americans on on foreign soil doing incredible things. And, I'm, and I just mean, I don't mean incredible things, I mean amazing things. Like in the film, there is, there's, there's two guys who own a satellite business. And they just, at the time we were shooting the film, they did a billion-dollar contract with um, Virgin, um, with, with, um, with, uh, with Sir Richard Branson. Of the uh, of the Virgin Corporation, I mean that's something that they would have never been able to even imagine here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But in in South Africa, you can go as far as you you want to go because your color is not a hindrance; it's an asset there. So if you wow. can't make it, it, it you got to blame you someone else other than your color. Right, right, and you know, um, Stafford, the the real importance of this film too to me is. Um, well, it really needed to be made, but think about it. How many films or documentaries can you find that focus on black prosperity? There are not many at all. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I got a funny story to tell you about that because when, when, we sh- when we first, sh- we wanted to control the message. We didn't want the networks or the studios to control the message. We knew there was a story to be there. We didn't want it to be slant. So we funded this whole project ourselves out of our pocket. So we we put together what what is commonly known as a as a sizzle reel, a demo reel to show the studios what kind of show we're trying to pitch to them and, and they were like, Yes, 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 we like it, but show us more. So we end up having to put the whole project together and they still didn't believe it. We went over <laughs> there and we finally got it on showtime, but there was a sister there that was that we that was our advocate to get get it on showtime. She saw it. She was blown away with it. But the executives on Showtime, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe that, A, that, were, that, that those kinds of things were happening in Africa, and, B, African Americans were involved with it. So it was an uphill battle. But when, we finally, when they finally convinced them, when she convinced them, I, I take my hat off to her, and they put it on the air, oh, my God, man, we got flooded with emails and phone calls that wanted to know more about South African facts. From that email, I have this personally. We know of at least a half a dozen or so people who have relocated there. Wow, wow! Because of the because of the opportunities that are there, and it's not just South Africa; it's Africa. Period. I mm-hmm. mean, Time Magazine put out a um, wrote an article, I think, in February. I want to say February, late March, that called Africa the last investment capital in the world. And, I mean, and they're, and they're right. I mean, there's, there are opportunities there. You just got to think outside the box and look, get outside your what the Western media has been telling you and go look for it for yourself. There are groups now based on, from, our, um, from our documentary are taking trips there now just to see for themselves. I just had a woman who wrote me the other day said she was on her way there. Wow. Wow. And, you know, I'm working on my wife now. I, I want to go there. I want to see this for myself as well. Because I, I was not only just so impressed by the people who went there and uh, had become successful, they they did have a great background here, but not all of them had um, – they didn't all have um, the, the Ivy League educations. They didn't all have um, a success story that they built upon here and just – we did that in Africa. Some of them really started there with just their own money and, and made it happen. Absolutely right. There's one guy by the name of uh, uh, James Prevost. He owns. He's in. He owns. Um, he brought comedy. Uh, when I when I say comedy, he brought black comedy. Before he came there, um, they hadn't seen black comedians, 
And this guy, he had he he just didn't buy into the fact that Africa was the way it was being portrayed in America. So he had he had it a bug in his in his body. He just had to go and see for himself. So he he was working in Atlanta with the um, the Atlanta was doing some sort of um, commission trying to do business with South Africa. And he got on that board. He got on that commission. And got and went there to see for himself. And when he saw for himself, he was blown away. He came back. He sold everything and went back there. <laughs> he literally he was selling. He sold everything he had. He walked out there with with basically, you know, what he had, a little bit of money in his pocket, and sold all his worldly possessions here. And, and now he has a real estate business. He's working, he's opening up a uh, partners on a resort, and he brought comedy, black comedy. For the first time, they've seen black comedians, and those guys who had come through his ranks are gone on to make, you know, a lot of money, gone to make, you know, do a, make a successful living as a comedian. I mean, you, if you, when you see the film, you see some of the, some of the people that are featured in there, and those, those halls are packed because they mm-hmm. never saw and then, he, and then he had the wherewithal to work out a deal with the the um, the comedians here, like Eddie Murphy, when they were on DVD, to be the distributor of those their their stand up acts in, in South Africa. And he did, he did he did he's doing extremely well, extremely well. Wow. I like to I like to introduce you to my partner, if you don't mind, uh, my co producer, my wife Judy Bailey. Hello, Judith. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Michael? Good, good. Your husband's reading my mind. I was just getting ready to ask him to do that. <laughs> so well, he's excited about the film. I mean, we both are. It's you know, it's been a labor of love for us for you know some years now uh, that we've been working on it. You know, trying to get it out there and tell the story that we wanted to tell. And um, so it's it's you know now that it's finally out there and people are seeing it and seeing it for, you know, what we intended it to be is, you know, a great feeling. Now tell us a little bit, Judy, about um, 24-7 Productions and and about your partnership and how you and your your husband actually um, came together and were able to create this, um, you know, you don't find it very often that people are, are married and working together in the same industry the way you guys are. Tell us a little bit of about something about that dynamic of the relationship that makes that work for you guys? Well, it's a, um, you know, it's a challenge. I mean, because, you know, you don't, um, you're, you know, you're, you're married. We, we have two kids. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's a challenge, a juggling thing that we have to do. But we, um, even before we got married, we worked together um, in, in in the entertainment industry. Um, so we're, I'm, you know, I, I was used to his work style. He's used to my working style. And um, so we just um, happened to be, you know, lucky enough that we gel in a way that mm-hmm. we can and get things done. Because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's all, all you know, cake and, you know, ice cream and everything is all jolly all the time. So, I mean, you know, he has, he's very strong, uh, a very um, opinionated and, um, and very strong-willed, and, you know, I can be that way too. And right, so, right. Sort of just, um, you know, adjust to each other's personalities. And we've, we've been married coming on 15 years now, so. Wow, awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because that's what I figured. You know, you got two people who are talented in a field, and you both are creative. And, and that's where the difficulty comes in because when you get a vision, it's your vision. You don't want it to be augmented by anything. And um, I'm just glad to see that you guys, um, considering both of your resumes, that you were able to, you know, pull that together as well and, and produce this work, which is just amazing. I mean, I can't begin to tell you how impressed I am with this this film. This award-winning film. Let me throw that in there. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it, it's award-winning film. We're very passionate about it. it. It aired on Showtime. As a matter of fact, when it was on Showtime, um, normally when they have documentaries like uh, on Showtime, they normally air for um, about 
for a month or a couple of times and they're gone. There was so much reaction to our documentary that it, they kept it on for three months, and it aired for three months, five days a week, and at least once a week in, in, um, in, um, in prime time. And that's without any publicity because Showtime didn't promote it. Right. I mean, people just people just found it and just told other people and other people tuned in. There was one guy who wrote us, said he watched it 13 times. And wow. um, there was there was this woman, it was one of our one of our favorite letters was this this woman, she's going through some financial difficulties. Her husband got diagnosed with some kind of a medical condition and they lost their home. And when she saw our documentary, it allowed her to dream again and that's what she wrote mm, us to tell. Right. And that's what it's all about because you know we're we're on a mission. We're passionate about what we do. We've been doing this this making telling stories for a long time, but for some reason when it comes to telling stories about us, if there's not someone that's killing someone or some some kind of negative thing involved in it, they don't want to tell a story. They didn't. They don't. They don't. They don't want to believe it. I mean, Nigeria gave CNN $2 million to go in and do a, a, a piece on them. And, you, and the piece that came out was about Nigerian, that Nigerian scandal. That's not what all Nigeria right. is about. Exactly. That's not what Africa is about. There are some great things happening in Africa. And we strongly, strongly suggest that people, especially with the economic situation in this, in this country, start looking there because you don't, need a lot of money. You need a plan and you need it in determination. Your color is not going to hold you back. It's going to be an asset. That's what you need to, to make it work there. And I, I, I but you know, that's what I put out put out um, a little uh, warning here. I mean, in this country we have in America, you know, it's Sometimes it's dog eat dog. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta run over the next person to get your opportunities and stuff like that. That doesn't fly in South Africa. It's a very conservative, very polite society, and you have to treat people with respect and and understand that. Otherwise, you won't, it won't, you won't work there. You won't work well there at all. I mean, and, a couple you guys know, in the documentary. They even said that you know mm-hmm. they came there with the you know, the American attitude of, you know, well, I'm American, this is how we do things, and, you know, boom, 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 we want to get it done, get it done. And, um, you know, they kind of got their tail handed to them, and they had to sort of, you know, step back and regroup and come at it a different way because, you know, they just, uh, they, they're just, they don't want to get anywhere with that kind of attitude. They come, you know, if you come over with that moniker, the ugly American, it, it you know, it really puts them off. And so, you know, you really have to come over there um, and learn the culture, you know, do do some research, do, you know, do your homework about how they operate and things and, um, and, and come over there with a plan, like Stafford said, and, you know, a little bit of money in your pocket and, um, you know, you, you can get some things done. And, and treat people and treat people with respect because one of the guys we featured in in there, um, Daryl West. He's from Wall Street. Now you know what Wall Street's all about. It's right. Cutthroat. And he has a when he got and he's doing he's he's very he's running a uh, uh, equities division over there. He's doing extremely well, but he had to rethink how he treated people. You know, he can't you couldn't come in there with that same sort of mentality. It takes to survive on Wall Street. They, it doesn't fly there, and that's a good thing because it makes, as he says in the film, it made him, it makes him a better person. Right, right, and you know, I, I'm really glad the way you guys addressed this in the film too, because this part really educated people of, you know, you know, the position they should take when they go there and realize that they've got a lot to learn, and they can open their minds up, and though they may have an idea and a concept of how they want to do business, they really have to adjust to a whole new culture and a whole new way of life. And by not, you know, allowing this film to just show the prosperity and get people excited, but lets them know also, you know, it gives them an idea of just how difficult it may be if you're a stubborn person to be able to relax into this, this new culture and understand people first before you decide on how you want to do business. Absolutely, because they're a very family-oriented culture. Very family, and is in there. I'm not saying all Africa is like that. I'm just speaking specifically of South Africa. They're very, very. Um, it's a very polite society. Right. And you right. Have, 
they're very polite to each other. And if you and if you get to a situation where uh, I know we, I, I met one of the ugly Americans over there, and she was very, you know, strong-willed, and people tried to tell her, and she kept saying, "Why don't they talk to me?" And they said, "Cause they don't like you. See, they won't go out and just, you know, we'll just let it hang out here, tell you how we feel about you and and where to go." But they just they just won't talk to you. <laughs> you know, just wow. be very. <laughs> Wow. It, it, but it's. I mean, I just. I can't say enough about the 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 the, the climate, the houses. I mean, a, we've met a, quite a few African Americans there who are who have retired there because your the dollar goes a long way in right. South Africa. Yeah, and, uh, the exchange rate is what five to one, is it? I don't know what it is now, but mm-hmm. it, it, when I was there, it was it was. Ten to one, I think it wow. felt. I was there, it felt to like seven to one. So it might be somewhere around there. And the World Cup is just doing incredible things. So it's finally bringing the attention, the positive attention that 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 that, that South Africa needs. And the opportunities are are there. You can, you won't be able to go and get money from the government there unless you have a black South African partner, not just a South African partner. It has to be a black South African partner. And then oh. you can get money get money from the government. But if you don't have a black South African and you have you don't need a lot like I say you don't need a lot of money. You just need an idea and a determination to go and get it done. You gotta look at it like here. They're the, they have the third fastest growing middle class next to China and India. That's a lot of black people that's moving into the middle class now. Mm. And think about think about here what the middle class needs here. They need the same thing there. And the and the good thing about it, they didn't their, their financial institutions didn't didn't do risky investments like they did in and here in this country. So they didn't so they even though they had a recession, it wasn't nearly as bad as it was in, in, in the Western in the Western world in, in the US. Wow. And um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about the seminar that you have coming up as well that's going to educate people even more. Yes. What the, this this uh, conference is called that I'm going to be – I'm going to be screening my um, my film there. It's, it's called the, um, the uh, 2010 African Business Conference and Trade Show. It's from June 22nd to the 24th. I think Wednesday at six o'clock, I'm going to, they're going to be screening the um, uh, Black South Borders Chasing the American Dream in South Africa. There, the 23rd, right? Uh, Wednesday, the 23rd. Sorry. And what this, what these, what these, this group did, and um, what they're doing is they're going, they're going after the small to middle-sized businesses, and they're trying to connect the African Americans here with the South Africans. Well, not just South Africans, but the Africans in general. I think they're mostly dealing with, I want to say, Eastern Africa, but they're putting small to middle to middle sized businesses together, which is a great opportunity to get to. Um, I mean, go to their website. It, it's um, what's the website? Well, we'll we'll email you. Sure, if, if and you I can post that. If actually, if you Google it, you just Google um, move that up, move that up. If you Google 2010 African Business Conference and Trade Fair, you'll find it, and you'll get all the information about who's going to be there and, and and what to expect, and so on and so forth. This is a great opportunity without leaving the country, so you can go and see firsthand. But they want you to develop business relationships with with them, with with us. Wow! I mean, that's awesome. it, it's 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 amazing. I mean, because you you go there, you'll see a lot of um, of the uh, Chinese there. Chinese is there and, and grow. They understand the opportunities there, but they would love they love to do business with African Americans. But for hmm. some reason, because of all the negative all the negative stories you hear about Africans, African Americans just tend to have a tendency. To, to stay away, but that's changing, you know, you know, small part to what my, my film has done and then what, what the World Cup is doing is kind of shedding light on Africa. And, in fact, we, there is another group. We have 
we don't have them personally, but people have emailed us and said they're putting together these groups that are just going over there and just checking it out. Wow. And I suggest go over there and, and, and check it out and see for yourself. If you, get the, um, if you have the DVD, um, you can get the DVD at, at blackswithoutborders.net. On the DVD in the bonus features section, there is a link for all the African Americans who appeared in the show and links for other links in there for people who want to do business there and want to travel there. People oh, have reached awesome. out. People who have reached out to those, because those African Americans, they want people, they want African Americans to come. And people have reached out with them and connected with them. And as a matter of fact, I know one of the guys that's in the film, Charles Henderson, he has, uh, there's a guy there selling, has some product that he's trying to sell in South Africa. He's, Charles put him up for a while so he, till he get his, um, till he get his, 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 his foot in the door. I'm not saying they would all do that for you, but I'm saying that's how helpful these guys are. They want to see you succeed, and they want to see more African Americans come. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, we have a caller on the line, and um, I, I believe she is raring to go to this conference uh, and plans on attending. Tomette, are you there? I am here, Michael. How you doing? Good. <laughs> good. and Judy. Hi. How are you doing? Well, so nice to meet you, finally. <laughs> At least by phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll see each other on, uh, what, uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday. Yeah. Right. So right. Exciting. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for having me. You know, I had to sneak in at the end, you know, towards the end, midway at least, uh, to at least uh, throw in my um, congratulations for a, certainly a job well done on this project. Um, yeah, let, I, I, I got to share a, a story with you. Hey, Mike, are we running an hour or? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> so I'm going to tell you how, how this all came about because I was, you know, Africa has been on my mind and in my spirit for, for quite a while now. Um, and I know that I'll be doing work there. I don't know how I'll get there. And while I was in the somewhere in the middle of a deep rim state, I happened to be dreaming about Africa, and I left the TV on. <laughs> and so the TV was on, and I was hearing these discussions about South Africa and what's going on there. I thought I was dreaming. And when I woke up, it was a Showtime. Showtime was running your, your uh, project. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I wasn't dreaming. This is actually real. So in the middle of a, like, it, this was running like at midnight. And I got up and I could not go back to sleep the next day. And immediately I start calling around my colleagues and friends and family saying, do you all know about this? And if not, you need to go and get this, this DVD. And then I had this wild hair and I thought, I'm going to reach out to the producer. And so I looked <laughs> online, and I, you know, I was like, okay, now obviously the producer's not going to answer his phone. He's probably barraged by a trillion people, and he'll never talk to me, right? So I was crazy enough to do what I do, and I picked up the phone to call him. Lo and behold, Stafford answers his phone. <laughs> I almost fell out. You know, I, I would tell you really where I was. I called you from the bathroom, okay? I'll just leave it there, okay? <laughs> But it was a great bath, and you answered the phone. And I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> so now I'm finding myself trying to hold an intelligent conversation with this, this producer of this just outstanding documentary while trying not to splash. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and really and, and try to talk to him because is, is, I know it's any moment now he's going to hang up because he's going to realize he don't have time for this. Okay. <laughs> And the whole time, every once in a while, I just let him talk. And he was like, yeah. And I just listened and I smiled and I said, well, thank you, God. I, re- I, I reached him. He's a real person and he is excited and passionate about the work he's doing. And every once in a while I say, well, yeah, so forth and so on. And he just keeps on. And then at some point he stopped and said, I don't know why I'm talking to you. <laughs> and and I said, well, you know, you know, you know, God makes these things happen, Stafford. And he goes, okay. And he just kept talking. And he kept talking. And then towards the end, we connected, exchanged information. And lo and behold, that's how we came to know each other. 
through that one conversation where he didn't hang up on me and didn't, you know, look, you know, treat me like a stalker. So for all of y'all listening, you know, you know, he is a real person. His wife is a real person, and the passion that you hear is genuine. And uh, it would make sense if you have any desires, any dreams of going outside of the, the borders of the U.S. and doing international business, whether you reside there or look to do international trade, my gosh, it would be worth your while to get down to that trade show and participate on the 22nd of June, 23rd, and 24th. I understand that Stafford's going to be speaking on the 27th, so I'm going to be there because I want to hear him, and I, I do want to actually uh, What was the date again that you'll be speaking on, Stafford? The 23rd, I uh, think. Oh, it's going to be the 23rd? Yeah. Okay. It's the, uh, I think there's, there's a screening of the film, I want to say around at 6. Okay. And, um, but if you go to that website, you see the schedule. But I, I'm sure it's at 6, and after the screening, I'm going to do a Q&A session. Okay, and okay, that'll be on great. the 23rd. 23rd. Okay. Yeah. So, so I just want to encourage folks to, to get out there, to participate. I was happy to be able to connect you all because I, I am passionate about uh, what uh, Stafford and his wife, the work they're doing. I, I see them as for a lot of us, they're a conduit for us to reach across our borders and to, you know, bring to the marketplace the goods and services that we offer here and can offer abroad. And so, you know, hats off to you two. You have a, a, a work that you're doing together, and uh, I just want to, you know, it, certainly um, just kudos to you. I don't know what else to say uh, other than <laughs> I can't wait to meet you. I'm excited. And, uh, and I, Judy, I don't get a chance to meet you this time, but I, pr- I told Stafford, don't you leave the country without me. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully the next round when you guys get to Africa again, uh, you know, I, I told him, I, you know, I, I don't have any shame to my game. I don't mind, you know, carrying cables. I, you know, I'll do whatever. But <laughs> just get me there, and I'll be all right. Okay, bye. Oh, bye. boy. Okay, dumbass. Hang in there for this. But um, tell us again, Michael, actually, where the I, location is. Oh, I'm sorry. If I can make a correction, she was she was correct. It is the 22nd. I'm sorry, we had it we had it wrong. It's Tuesday, the 22nd. That Stafford will be, uh, they'll be training Blacks Without Borders, and then he'll be speaking. Okay. Okay. And, and give us a, the location because this show is heard all over the country and other parts of the world as well. But for the people who are in this immediate area, go ahead and let them know um, where this is taking place. It's going to be um, in Baltimore, Maryland, at the. Uh, BWI Marriott Hotel. Okay. And and I and I also I guess the conference center as well. They said the conference center at the Maritime Institute and the Marriott BW Hotel in Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, the BWI Marriott Hotel in Baltimore. Okay, and um, and there's a number of different ways we can Google and find that information that way, and um, that's that's pretty awesome. And again. Uh, Stafford will be speaking and um, showing the film on the 22nd. So that's the day, if you can make it, um, that you'd want to be there, if at all possible. Right. The 22nd, that's a Tuesday at 6 p.m. Um, and that's when the screening starts at 6.15. And then after the screening is over, then I'll do a Q&A with people, which I love doing. And he's <laughs> available for sale. <laughs> oh, okay. Very good. Very good. You will better you bring a bunch. DVDs with you. Yes, we will. But in the in the meantime, you can go to the website at blacksitoutborders.net and um and get your copy. Right. You can order directly through that website, and you can also preview some pictures. And there's a clip as well. If you happen to go there now, if you clip on, well, if you go to the website now, more than likely you're going to lose the show, but you'll be able to come back. But, um, yeah, you can check that out afterwards, and um, definitely there's a lot of information there and um, a lot of information on the the filmmakers as well. Um, You guys have an extensive resume. You guys have been in the industry for a while and done some great things. Did you want to talk about any of those in particular? Yeah, uh, we got we have. I like to talk about some of the stuff we got coming up. We um, be from be from the um, uh, the the success that Blacks Without Borders, Chase the American Dream, South Africa uh, had. We're we're pitching it as a series where we would go 
not just Africa, but all over the world where African Americans are living, making, doing, and striving. We want to start, obviously, we want to start in Africa. We want to make that into a series. And if anybody can have any connection with uh, Oprah Winfrey and the and the OWN network, it will be perfect on her new network. And um, we uh, we put together um, a proposal, a project together for that, and, and that's good. That we're pretty excited about that. Seeing some, it's starting to get some some headway, and people are starting to, you know, the powers that be have seen it, and we put together a little sizzle reel and so on and so forth. But you think it's really, I mean, it's really, really. Can you imagine each uh, for the, or the course of 13 episodes where you really get to follow these people and see firsthand how they get from point A to point B? I mean, I mean, not just in South Africa, but all over the, wherever African Americans are living and doing incredible things. Obviously, Africa, of course. But that's what we want to do the series. We're also work, working on a, um, a new uh, project called um, called Black Chrome, and it's um, it's a star-studded adrenaline tribute to the to to the the world of African Americans and motorcycles. I mean, I when I got involved in this project, I had no idea that many um, brothers and sisters were into motorcycles, but it's huge. <laughs> It's absolutely huge. We went to, we shot at the the Roundup is a is a as a group is a is, it started I want to say 14 years ago by a bunch of guys that wanted to get together to have a picnic with their family and it started with a handful of people. I went in it last year in Atlanta. It was a, during a recession and there were 150 thousand people there with wow. all kinds of motorcycles. I mean, it's just I mean, the amount of celebrities who drive. So we want to do that. We want to, because when you think of motorcycles, you usually think about, you know, white people, but that's not true. African-Americans, people of color are heavily involved in that sport. And women, sisters, are the fastest-growing market in that, in, that, in that sport. So that's another one of the projects that we're, that we're, that we're working on. And uh, we're also going to be doing, hopefully in 2011, we're going to be doing a film. What we're going to do is um, we're going to take a upper-middle-class black family. It's a, it's a comedy with a message because all the misconceptions that people have about Africa and vice versa, we're going to plop that family right there and deal with that. So it should be a pretty fun project. I mean, you're going to relocate this whole family to Africa? Yeah, it's just in the film. It's in the, it's in the film. So basically the theme of the, the, theme of the film is that um, I mean, because when we, we got this idea, because we were showing, we started screening this film. We would screen this film, and before we made it, went to the film, went to the um, film festival, we would just get a group of people, educated, middle class, black people, put them in a room and put the film on. And we were so surprised <laughs> at the reaction that people had because they had, didn't have a clue. So one thing led to another, and we said, you know what, what would be... Which would be funny to take a black middle class family that has all this, this hang ups about Africa, and for some reason his, his job conditions have them relocate there and have to confront all their misconceptions. And vice versa, there's a bunch wow. of misconceptions Africans have about us and mm. deal with that comedic way, but you know, with a message. Because just because we look alike, we're still different. We grew up in different cultures. That's right. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. That's something we're working on, and and another pro, another one we're working on um, is uh, young, gifted, and black. Because there's a quite a few African Americans out there who are under forty are getting to getting it done, but nobody's talking about them. Right, right. That's a great project as well. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com. I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about Young Lives DC 34. Young Lives is a unique, cutting-edge, nonprofit Christian organization designed to empower and equip pregnant and parenting teen moms to become productive citizens in the community. A program that partners teens and mature Christian women to provide teen girls in crisis with timely encouragement, guidance, and ongoing support. Through the power of presence, Kids and teens' lives are dramatically impacted when caring adults come alongside them, sharing God's love. 
Because someone believes in them, they begin to see that their lives have great worth, meaning, and purpose. This is just the first step in a lifelong journey. The choices they make today based on God's love for them will impact their future decisions, the careers they choose, the marriages they form, and the families they raise. And all of this can be traced back to the time when a young life leader reached out and entered their world. For more information or to get involved, check out their webpage at www.younglives.younglife.org. Or if you're in the D.C. metropolitan area, call 202-399-7017. Who is the richest black person on the planet? Well, bet you didn't know this. Well, most Americans anyway. Ethiopian-born Muhammad al-Umudi, with an estimated net worth of a cool $10 billion, is the latest Forbes World Billionaire list, just to put things in perspective. Number 400 on the list is Oprah Winfrey. Her net worth is reported at about $2.4 billion. I thought she might be your first guest, but as far as the Forbes list goes, these rankings would drastically change if we were only looking at self-made fortune. Both Muhammad al Moody and Oprah Winfrey's wealth was not inherited, but self-made. And for me, that's the only relevant story out there. Why? Because most of us with success, it, it only starts with just that, with oneself. You may not have much, but you will always have you. So what are you waiting for? You already have everything you need to get started. Welcome, Truth Seekers. We're back with the Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Hey, Stafford, so we're about ready to wrap up the show, and uh, I did want you to give as much information as possible if you've left anything out. And um, we were talking about some of your up-and-coming projects. Um, Did you get a chance to go over them all? Uh, That's enough. So I could be talking for days about the projects that we were doing. Wow, wow. Hey, hey, Michael, can I just inject before they go? You know it would be interesting to hear? Sure. Uh, both Stafford and, and Judy, if they could sneak in a thought, and that is, what could you say to those who are see, who are pursuing their dreams uh, from your own personal um, experience? What could you share with us that will motivate us into our tomorrows? Well, what I would say is you got to get out of your own way because um, we, we're sometimes we're our own worst enemies because we just think, oh, because I haven't seen anybody else do this or I haven't, I haven't seen anybody in my world do this, that it can't be done. You have to follow your passion. You have to really believe that you can get it done no matter what, and it's, and it's going to be hard. You've got to expect that. I mean, I always say it with these, everybody would be doing it. You've got to believe in what you, want to, what you want to do. You have to follow your passion, and you have to be almost like a laser. I, I'm going to get it no matter what, whatever I have to do. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it, and it will find you. And you have, yeah. and, I, this is, and this is one thing I want to give tell to, to not just African Americans, anybody of color, you got to think outside the box because, unfortunately, in this country, they want to put you in a box. They want to put you in, well, he, this person there, and, and that person fits there. And that's, 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 that's just not true. And, you, and don't let anybody do that to you. Don't let anybody say because you have a certain this or a certain background or a certain color or come from a certain, you know, nationality. It's just all you can do. That is not true. Don't let people put you in a box and think outside of that box. Because if you think outside of the box, it may, it's a little nerving sometimes, but, you know, you're going to find some good things that happen for you. And we like, and Tom, man, we, love, we really, really want to thank you because, I, you know, from that conversation we had way back when, when you were in the bathtub, and you, and you, <laughs> you, and you, and you, you, you said we were going to be talking again, and you were right, and look at this, we're on, we're on Michael's show, and we're, we're talking, doing what we'd like to talk about. And let me tell and, you, I didn't even know Michael then. Oh, wow. Isn't that wow. something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judy, do you have any last words? <laughs> you have any words for us? No, I just want to, you know, reiterate what Stafford said, and, you know, we thank you so much. And, you know, like we said before, we, you know, we need people like you 
you know, tenfold to, you know, pass the word on and be as passionate about this and, and getting the word out about the project um, as you're doing. And, you know, and, and advocates um, for the project, which is, which is great, so we can't thank you enough. Um, and we just want to let everybody know, again, to, you know, go check out the website, blackswithoutborders.net. You know, we can't, um, you know, as, as black independent filmmakers, we, we just can't, uh, you know, continue to do these kind of projects without your support. So, right. you know, the support um, is what we need from you. You know, either, you know, go check us out on Facebook, um, you know, check out our website. And uh, buy the know, DVD. Buy the DVD. Yeah. You were dancing around it, so I'm just going to say it. Guys, you need to have this as a part of your collection. You need to show yes. it to your family. You need to view it over and over again because you need to undo some stereotypes that you have in your own mind. And you have to refresh your memory about that there's a possibility that you may have a future somewhere else other than America in business. That's, yeah, absolutely. You said it's best. And, you know, church groups and organizations, you know, can get on board, you know, get it for your, your, your church and have viewings. You know, use it as a fundraiser. I mean, whatever. But you know, the more people, you know, the word of mouth is the best kind of publicity that you could ever ask for. Because you know, once people see something and they become passionate about it, you know, it's like that uh, Calgon commercial where it says, you know, they told two friends and they told two friends and they told <laughs> friends. And, you know, that's what we needed. That's what we need to do. So. And once you and once you see those houses and how much those people pay for it, you'll 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 see what we're talking about. Hey, Pepper, you... I told you I'm carrying cables. I'm carrying cables. Okay, <laughs> that's all I want to do. <laughs> and and while we're on that subject too, Stafford and um, Judith, please do not go back before you come back on the show and tell us what you're going over there for and looking to accomplish, and tell us a little bit about that next um, expenditure that you guys make back to South Africa or wherever you're going. You're welcome back, actually, anytime. So when you guys have something going on, please come back and tell us all about it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot, Michael. Thank you. Well, thank you, Stafford and Judy, Judith Bailey um, of 24-7 Productions, and we wish you much success in your future endeavors. And also special thanks to producer Donna Hardiman and associate producer um, Tom Ed Herring. We'll go ahead and throw that in there, Tom Ed, for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I got credit. Thank got you credit. for bringing um, them both to us as well. And uh, we look forward to, to meeting you guys at the um, the seminar as well. And I'm going to do my best to make it out there on the 22nd. I'm Michael. I'll just close the show. And thank you again. I'm Michael Fordham, and you have been listening to A Measure of Truth. But before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but Know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, Take care of what becomes of you. Measure of the truth, truth, measure of the truth, truth, teach it to the youth, come on and get
commas, my people are dying. Every time you find me, rules are we seeing is the violence. So let by our leaders, don't be radical and tyrants. Do you hear the crying? It's drowned by the siren. If you want to hear the truth, then I'm afraid you're hearing silence. Listen real close and you can hear the environment. Whisper in a beautiful sound like a violin. Much louder than the rioting, it's much, much louder. Oh, guys, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but we pretty much lost it now. The show is over. <laughs>